Welcome to the Fearless Health Podcast with host Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Dr. Barter is on a mission to help people achieve their health and wellness goals and help men and women live their best lives fearlessly. Dr. Barter is the founder of Alternative Family Medicine and Chiropractic in Denver and Longmont, Colorado. Thank you for joining us on Fearless Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. And today we are not going to have a guest. Today we are going to just talk about thyroid. By we, I'm going to talk to you about the thyroid gland. Um, and the reason I feel like thyroid is so important is so many people struggle with both underactive thyroid or autoimmune thyroid. When you actually run the full thyroid panel, you catch it repeatedly in the practice over and over again. And a lot of these people are presenting with things that aren't what we would call, oh, absolutely, that looks like thyroid. It could just be physical pain, or it could be weight issues, or it could just be fatigue, or it could be all of those, right? Um, but sometimes it's not traced back to a classic thyroid case. Who has struggled with fatigue, cold body temperature, especially hands and feet, constipation, and keeping weight low or off, especially with eating a reduced number of calories? That is generally a thyroid disorder. I'm so passionate about this topic because I have struggled with thyroid disorder. Um, in fact, how it presented with me was I love to ski and I would end up having to wear expedition level gloves that people will spend the night in outside for a day of skiing because my hands and my feet were so freezing. I couldn't stand it. I would have to actually go inside. Um, and my TSH or my thyroid stimulating hormone was completely normal. Um, and then also, um, with the thyroid antibodies, I actually had elevated, slightly elevated thyroid antibodies, but not out of what we would call the range. And so I would be passed over for the thyroid issues, even though treating the thyroid actually fixed me and, and treating the other things that was driving the thyroid gland to not be regulated like it should be. Okay. So a lot of people think, oh, I just need warmer gloves or, oh, I just need to have use laxatives to have a bowel movement or, um, you know, this is, this is who I am. Um, I just need multiple cups of coffee to get through the day because I'm so fatigued. And, and these are all struggles that I hear day in and day out. So if you resonate with this, I would keep listening. Are you familiar with TSH? That's generally the screening test when you go into your primary care and they're checking, quote unquote, your thyroid. They screen your TSH. And however that comes back, if it comes back within their range, which is very large, they're going to tell you your thyroid gland is negative. There are multiple other factors in blood testing to check, okay? but they only check 
one specifically at the thyroid gland. They're not checking to see how your brain is communicating with your thyroid. They're not checking to see how T4 is converting to T3. Um, and they're not checking autoimmune markers, which all really play into the thyroid gland. Okay? Um, and so if I presented and my TSH was within their range, but maybe outside of the functional range, and I presented with depression symptoms, for example, you're just going to be put on an antidepressant and not checked further to see what's maybe going on with your thyroid. Okay. In our practice, we've chosen to treat this differently because the reference ranges that you see on the outside of labs, those are basically what we call a standard deviation of the population, which means it's based on how sick or healthy the population is in that year, right? So if um, someone's getting their lab work checked, most of the time they have something going on where they have complained or they wanted to get something checked in the doctor's office. Most people just don't want a baseline every year. Most people have some sort of symptoms that are driving them to get checked or else they, they don't go in to get their labs checked. The, the, the people that have come to me and said, I just really want a baseline, I would call that one to 2% of my entire practice. So it's much smaller, okay? And so what that tells us is that this isn't necessarily people being healthy. This is people being average. And so the average person is sick. The average person has autoimmune disease. And guess what's the most common autoimmune disease? It's thyroid Hashimoto's. Um, and so this is incredibly common. I catch it every week in practice for people that have been overlooked. Okay. And so when you're not that bad yet, and you start to have these symptoms of having to wear expedition gloves when you go outside, or having weight that won't come off, or being depressed, or your hair is falling out, you're not generally bad enough yet for you to be diagnosed, right? And so you fall into an area where you're the gray zone, and you're just waiting for your symptoms to be bad enough to actually get treated um, by basically be given thyroid hormone, not treating the underlying cause of maybe what caused your thyroid gland to have problems in the first place. Okay. Um, and I think that this is really important to look at what's driving the thyroid gland. And uh, my patients, when they come in and they, and I say, you know, you have something going on with your thyroid gland, they're perplexed that I wanna take a look at the rest of their history. What environmental exposures have they had? What infections have they had? How is their gut function? You know, um, how, what are their stress levels looking like? All of those things are really important because those things can underline drive the thyroid gland to have problems. So it's about figuring out what the root of the problem is and getting to that to help the thyroid gland ultimately. The other thing that's really important in thyroid cases is what foods are they eating on, on a fairly regular basis and reformatting that as well, okay? Um, so thyroid disease is unfortunately so common. They say 27 million Americans have thyroid disease and it's estimated 
you know, that's quote unquote low functioning thyroid. It's 80% of those are actually autoimmune or have Hashimoto's where their body is actually is attacking that thyroid gland. Okay. So today what I want to accomplish is to give better education on such a common problem of low functioning thyroid and autoimmune thyroid. I want to educate to stop the madness of what's going on where you're having to go from practitioner to practitioner to practitioner and you're still not getting answers and you still have all these symptoms and are feeling terrible. And then I also want you to understand what subclinical hypothyroid is and that you may not need a full-blown diagnosis to get this squared away and to actually start feeling better and to stop losing your hair and to stop the constipation and to stop feeling depressed and to stop the bloating and feeling like um, foods are so slow moving through and to stop feeling freezing all the time and to stop all of the pain and headaches, okay? So the subclinical hypothyroid is actually where you look quote unquote completely normal on labs and you're told nothing's wrong with you, but your, but your thyroid markers are outside of what we call an optimal range, not that reference range on the side, you know, and that doesn't mean you're healthy. That means you're normal, but the optimal range on lab work is really where we've seen patients have health and not have thyroid issues and not have thyroid problems. So that reference range is actually much smaller, okay? And so I just wanna drive that point home. If you're said you're normal on labs, does that mean that you're within the reference range of everybody else getting those labs at the same time, which means you're average, which means it's very possible you have an autoimmune condition if you're having all of these symptoms, because most people in that reference range do, in fact, 80% of people do. And ultimately know that you have other options if you do have a thyroid condition besides being medicated for that thyroid issue, okay? Um, and to get to the root cause of potentially what is going on, okay? So starting with the basics, the thyroid gland is this very small butterfly gland in the front of your neck. And really it's very important. It regulates your metabolism. So, you know, being able to lose weight is really important for metabolism. That's how we generally think about it. It regulates the temperature of our body. That's why I experience cold hands and cold feet when I was going out and skiing to the point that I could barely stand it. I mean, I would just be freezing. Okay. So it's a temperature regulator of our body. And then it also controls the enzyme reactions of our body, right? And how well we are say digesting our food or, um, is a big one. Right. And so ultimately if the thyroid gland is running slow, it affects the transit time that food is actually going through our digestive system. That's why people with hypothyroid actually have 
constipation is a, is a general side effect. We also see that they have low stomach acid because they're not breaking down the food as fast. That's an enzyme reaction in the body and how the food is actually moving through the GI system. So everything moves slower. And a lot of times, guess what? If everything's moving slower through your GI system, right? A lot of times that can breed pathogenic bacteria in your gut and it leads to other problems. You know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Was a gut problem first or was a thyroid issue first? It's pretty well debated, but I can tell you once you see those issues on labs, you certainly have, it, with your thyroid, you certainly have issues in your gut. So let's talk about the thyroid signs and symptoms, okay? A lot of people will have some things that they don't think are related to, your, to their thyroid. I'm just gonna go through a list here. Cold body temperature, cold hands and feet, which is always cold when nobody else is, right? Um, weight gain, when you're, especially when you're adhering to a low calorie diet. You seem like you're doing things that are bananas to lose weight. And, and a lot of times these patients come into to my practice and they're eating 900 to 1,000 calories per day. And that is absolutely not sustainable, and that is not going to fix the thyroid issue. Morning headaches, hairs falling out, like clumps of hair. You're going to lose about 100 pieces of hair per day, but you're losing clumps of hair all day long. Um, slow wound healing, constipation, which we discussed. Um, you can get acid reflux or GERD, uh, inability to digest food, or it just feels like food is sitting in your stomach. Remember that's the, remember the thyroid controls those enzyme reactions. Okay. So it's, it, the food isn't going through your GI tract. High cholesterol levels can be a cause of thyroid issues, depression, anxiety, inability to get pregnant. So fertility issues, inability to stay pregnant. So repeated miscarriages, Fatigue, I've, I very rarely see this one, but lateral, on the outside of your eyebrow, you will lose a, a portion of your eyebrow. Um, dry skin, you know, dry brittle hair, poor circulation, and, and you get sick a lot. Your immune system tends to be lowered. And a lot of times people, jump to the conclusion that they maybe have a thyroid issue when potentially thyroid can also be a great mimicker and mimic other things. So don't just go through this list and say, yes, I absolutely have a thyroid issue. I'm going to go out, I'm going to get a supplement and I'm going to treat myself. Okay. Thyroid is much more complicated than that. You really do need to work with somebody that understands what's going on with your thyroid gland, knows what's know what tests to run and know how to get to the underlying cause of the issue because it's not only about treating the thyroid at this point, remember? It goes back to really looking at what's going on with the gut, treating the gut and fixing the gut. What happened with your environmental exposure? What metals have you been exposed to? Have you been exposed to mold, environmental toxins? What have you been exposed to that can contrib contribute to that? What sicknesses did you get um, that maybe you never recovered from what's opportunistic um, 
And what foods are you eating? Because a lot of those things can also drive thyroid function, right? So a lot of these things seem like they're unrelated, but they actually are related. And another thing people don't know about the thyroid gland is it's not only about treating the gland. Remember, I talked about some other thyroid tests. It's also looking at what is the liver doing? Because we know that T4 converts to T3 in a large percentage in the liver and also in the gut, the GI tract. So that's why that's also important and also in the peripheral tissue. So how is your liver functioning? Do you have fatty liver? You'd be surprised at how many people actually have fatty liver and their, their liver is running slowish, slow, right? And that's common in hypothyroidism. So this all works together and all creates this issue that we have. Um, and so if these relate, what I would recommend doing is getting a more complete lab workup from somebody that, again, understands the thyroid and having them test all of your levels, not just TSH, free T4, and free T3, but testing everything in your levels, okay? Um, we have seen a variety of issues where somebody doesn't have any of the other thyroid issues, right? So you don't have to have all of them. You may just have one to two of them, right? So in our practice, um, we've had people walk in and just had a variety of, have just multiple miscarriages. And ultimately we found out she was being treated for hypothyroid. She'd actually been on a med um, for that. Um, and, but it, the bottom line problem was she had autoimmune thyroid that had never been diagnosed. And we had to regulate and clean up her immune system her thyroid, we had to clean up old infections and old exposures and clean up her gut and change her diet. And, and when that happens, people get pregnant relatively quickly um, when you start to clean up all the other issues that could be causing that autoimmunity, right? So even if you are being treated for a thyroid issue and you're still having these problems, there's a possibility you have autoimmune to that thyroid gland um, as well. And it's also important to look at the rest of the lab workup. And again, repeatedly people tell me over and over again, hey doc, I don't know why I need to bring in old labs or I don't know why we need to run labs because you know everybody's told me my lab work is fine. It is very rare I have ever seen somebody walk in with perfect lab work. Most people have low what we call subclinical issues on lab work, meaning that there are issues that are driving those symptoms that are being written off by everybody else. De depression is a symptom. Anxiety is a symptom. Not being able to focus is a symptom. Constipation is a symptom. What are driving those things? What does the rest of your labs look like? Okay. So, I think to drive this point home, when we look at you know, the current reference ranges to evaluate thyroid health, when you're looking at TSH, there's a huge range depending on where you are. I've seen it be anywhere from 0.4 to 5.0. That's a pretty big range. 
Um, and these ranges, again, are based on the health or sickness of a population. So let me drive this home in another way. In Georgia, so here in Colorado where I practice, blood sugar ranges generally go from 65 to 99. In Georgia, blood sugar ranges actually on some of the labs will go up to 120, okay? And so ultimately, you're, that's a huge difference from state to state. The American Diabetes Association says that 127 is full-blown diabetes, right? So is being at 120 an optimal reference range, or is that more based on what the rest of the population looks like? And, it, and is that true health? Is that actually really what you want? So I think that it's really important to understand how these reference ranges have deviated. And if you have these symptoms, it's really important to get checked by a functional medicine doctor to figure out potentially what could be going on and what could be driving these, these issues or these symptoms, okay? Um, and once you get these things um, changed, you start to feel so much better. Um, I also had a patient that, that presented into my office with, with primarily all kinds of aches and pains and joint problems. And she started breaking bones easily, okay? Um, and she, she couldn't lose weight and was having massive headaches. And anytime she got treatment when she would get body work, it would help for a little bit of time. But that symptom, that issue would always come back. When something keeps coming back, you have to go back and you have to look at, hey, this is probably not just an issue that needs body work. Maybe there is something underlying driving that inside to affect, you know, inflammation levels. Okay. And so in this particular case, um, working on the gut, cleaning out environmental toxins and um, regulating the thyroid gland, stabilizing the blood sugar and cleaning up the liver health. It ultimately, I mean, her autoimmune um, antibodies completely dropped and she was able to feel so much better and not have the musculoskeletal aches and pains and not have all these issues that she, she presented with initially. Um, and so I think it's just really important. It depends on if you want optimal health or if you want to just limp along with symptoms. And what I hear day after day is, Doc, I didn't know how good I could feel, or I didn't really know how much this one issue was impacting all of these other issues, okay? If you have something that comes back structurally, repeatedly, again and again, without injury, there's something underlying driving the inflammation, and it's really important to get to the root cause of what that is. Yes, you might have a, an injury somewhere in your body, but it's also important to look inside and figure out what is going on. And so um, thyroid is so commonly overlooked. And so I just want to make sure that you know that. So the tips that I would say to take home is what I have every patient do when they first come in is I put them on an elimination diet. Okay. And I do an elimination diet for 30 days. And my elimination diet is pretty much 
um, protein, fruits, and vegetables. Um, and in certain cases, I'll do nuts and seeds. Okay. And that's pretty much what they eat. And I don't want people to adhere to this diet long-term. Okay. What I want to do is I want to see how many of their symptoms go away on this diet. And the reason for that is because I want to know what food is driving their issues. What we do is we slowly reincorporate the food and each food group one by one. And why that is important is to see when they start to get symptoms back. In the meantime, I also will do a supplemental protocol. And so within the first month, I like to see patients improve between 50 and 80%. It's just what I like to see um, people feeling better. I generally tell patients to fully get their health back. It's going to take a year because of everything that we have to detoxify. But I like to see measurable changes to what we call the activities of daily living in one month. You know, I want to see them getting out and hiking again, enjoying life, doing things that they were once passionate about. I want to see their depression and anxiety lift. Whatever it is that they present with, um, the infertility case was pregnant within a month. I think you have to look at that and see what you want to change in your life. So that's the first thing that I definitely do in practice. Um, I think something else that I really love in practice and I personally do myself, I think is so important, is we're exposed to 70,000 chemicals every single day. 70,000 chemicals. A lot of those have not been studied to see what they do inside of our body. And so for me, I think sweating and showering after you sweat is incredibly important. I'm a huge proponent of the infrared sauna. Okay. I personally sauna three to four times a week, um, sometimes even more than that, because what that does is that allows us to get out all of those chemicals that we're exposed to. When I personally ran an environmental tox test on myself, um, I was horrified at the results. I ran um, to see, you know, what non-metal components I was exposed to, like for example, gasoline byproducts. I think we can all agree that we, <laughs> we drive every day, we fill up our cars with gasoline, we're generally exposed. Um, but I was very exposed. I had off the charts level of, of benzene, MTBE in my system. And we know that ultimately that can be carcinogenic, okay? So for me, it's really important to get those environmental chemicals out of my body. I also had some moderate levels of glyphosate or Roundup, and that is sprayed on um, grain crops. Um, they've also, I don't really eat much in the way of wheat products. It's very, very rare. And it's been that way for a very long time, unless I get gluten somewhere. But, um, and I just don't feel as good on it. I don't have an allergy. Um, I just, I just don't feel as good. And so I like to make, I like to eat the foods where I feel better, um, and have optimal health, but I had low grade levels of that. And it's, it's been talked about that it is actually in the water supply. So it's potential that, you know, you can, even if you've eliminated gluten, it's possible that you could be getting it in the water supply. The other thing that I personally was exposed to was I had high levels of mold in my system. 
okay, as well as some opportunistic infections in my system. And so ultimately, all of those things dysregulated my thyroid gland. So for me, saunaine is really important because saunaine helps us to excrete mold. It also it also helps us to get rid of some of those environmental chemicals that I just spoke of, right? Um, you know, the gasoline byproducts and getting that out through the sweat as well as doing other things. I also think it's really, really important of getting tested every year and having somebody look at your labs that looks at different reference ranges. I think that that is so incredibly important to see what is going on. There's so much advice out there. And I will tell you that I don't really put people on the same protocol when it comes to thyroid issues. Everybody is different on why their thyroid gland has dysregulated. One thing I do see in practice with thyroid is I primarily see women that have the issue, especially with autoimmune thyroid. And they tend to be women that are depended on a lot. They tend to be in uh, very pillars in their community, high profile jobs, high pressure. They tend to be very reliable. They're the friend that you call to ask to help move. They'll drop everything for you, completely reliable, completely caring, um, and they'll do it at the detriment of their own health. That's actually the personality type that I see associated with this condition. So I think it's also important to prioritize if you are somebody that resonates with this, maybe you're burning the candle too much at both ends. Maybe you're pushing too hard, right? Um, you know, some people talk about adrenal, adrenal um, problems. You know, you have to see what's, what's driving your adrenal gland. And you have to put some of those boundaries up um, to create some more boundaries around this. And uh, I think it's really important to be on the right supplement protocol, um, depending on what your thyroid looks like. In every thyroid panel and pattern looks different. So each treatment option is individualized, right? And so there's not just an across the board approach to it, okay? But those are the things that I would take home if, you know that you have Hashimoto's. I've seen those numbers drop. I've seen people have complete normal lives where they don't feel like they have the autoimmune Hashimoto's anymore. You know, we say that we don't, you know, cure autoimmunity because you never know when it can flare back up and in what situation, but you can get your life back and you can stop having all of those symptoms that were once plaguing and driving you. And you can feel great and fantastic and you can get your life back and do those things that you actually want to do. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so grateful to have you guys listen and I hope that you got something out of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed learning with us today, please give us a five-star review, comment, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. As always, if you'd like to learn more information about today's guest, please head over to fearlesshealthpodcast.com 
for links to their site and other educational resources.